So welcome to another episode of Becoming an Artist, Creative Secrets Revealed. And in this episode, I'm speaking to the wonderful Matt Henry, all about his work, how he gives us so many tips on how to break into that art photography world. Um, he also talks about how it's useful to have different income streams as an artist and different ways to support yourself. And we also talk about the potential need for a therapist as well. Um, if you want to go to becominganartist.co.uk, you can download the diagram that I've created from this interview and others. So this one's Becoming an Art Photographer and exact steps on how you could get there. Uh, there's also lots of other resources there. There's resources for Matt and, and all the other artists that I've interviewed in this podcast. So visit becominganartist.co.uk to, to watch all of those other podcasts and download those resources. I really hope that you enjoy this interview. It was absolutely fantastic, full of golden nuggets uh, of information and tips for becoming an artist. So enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Hello everyone, I'm here with the wonderful Matt Henry, who is a visual storyteller and photographer obsessed with bygone times of old, namely 1960s America, when love and drugs were free and easy. And this is a little snippet from his website bio, which I think explains it all. Celluloid traces of the era became the language of my imagination and the tension between its pop culture and radical alternatives seemed like a riddle that might yet answer our consumer-led malaise, which I love. Uh, he regularly shoots his photo story series for which he travels to America and other far-off lands, finding the best talent around to star in his atmospheric scenes that leave the viewer filled with questions and pregnant with story. Uh, and these are some of the fantastical names of his collections, Season of the Witch, Born on the Bayou, Lone Stars, and Curse of the Nanny Goat Island. Sorry, Curse of Nanny Goat Island. He is exhibited all over the world and his photos are highly sought after with collectors scrambling to get their hands on whatever his insanely creative brain comes up with next. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 so I met you a long time ago when we I think there was like a photo um like networking thing on at the grand or something. Do you remember that ages wow. ago? Gosh, vague <laughs> recollection. That is a long time ago. That is a long time ago. And then I went ago. to your one eye Jack's uh gallery right. opening. I think it was your the opening of that gallery, was it? Yeah, that remember. was a wild, wild party. <laughs> people 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 are still hung over. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I've never been yeah, to a private, private view like it. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit, was it was a a garden. bit Yeah, There's a reason that I didn't turn a profit in three years at that gallery, but um, <laughs> and that's one of them. <laughs> but, you know, you got that, you had that reputation then. You had to kind of keep up. <laughs> well, exactly. I know. Gosh, you had to provide forty-six bottles of rum each time. They had no we food. did, and <laughs> the, the the pinnacle probably was um, uh, we had a we had a porn photographer from the nineteen seventies, uh, Barbara Nitke, who's incredible. The photographs were actually really stunning, and she was like the behind the scenes, and she was taking record shots at the time where it was a real multi-million-dollar industry. It was um, prior to the sort of advance of VHS home video so it was very very high budget but we actually screened a 70s porno in the garden on a on a projector screen and um, in the end one of the neighbours complained and we had to shut it down <laughs> it I'm, not, I'm kind of not surprised <laughs> it, it was great Brilliant. times and funnily enough yeah I didn't you know it, I had a lot of fun there it was a lot of hard work um, but yeah. actually it did you know people talk about these things as um, uh, as platforms to launch your own career and, and incidentally it did launch my career so in the three Absolutely. years I was there I gave myself um, one solo show over a couple of months and um, it yeah. got into the uh, British Journal of Photography uh, they wrote Fantastic. about it and, and then a, a collector from the Netherlands um, actually saw the piece and then he f he got in touch with me and he bought tens of thousands of pounds worth of work off me and wow, then proceeded so to cool. fund yeah and then proceeded to fund a lot of 
um, my shoots uh, out in the Mojave Desert and various places. So oh, it, it was wow. a springboard. So that's um, um, a prime example, really, of you know giving back to the community and then it coming back to you. Yes. Yeah. I did it really just for a sort of just for a bit of fun, really, and uh, yeah, for something to do. I started an MA in photography at Brighton University. Um, yeah. And so I was just yeah, it's just, I had this space, came across this space, and uh, it's a fun thing to do. And um, but yeah, it works out really well. So yeah, it was, it's yeah, funny absolutely. how these things happen. Really <laughs> funny how things how these things happen. Yeah, fall fall into place. And before the MA, yeah. did you um, did you did you study photography? at uni or did you do I, something else I actually, I actually studied politics um political okay. theory at Nottingham University and while I was there I got into the rave scene my mum was a photographer and she had a dark right. room at home and I'd started okay. about sort of 17 18 I'd started playing about in that I went to the states on a work America uh trip and she gave me my first SLR and I came back with a load of negatives, played about in the dark room and then sort of saw this print come out and, and was really hooked. Um, yeah. And then I started taking photographs at, at nightclubs for the student magazine, sort of like okay. raves, free parties. And um, yeah. and uh, it became a way of getting into places that did have, t- you know, <laughs> tickets on the door that did require money as a way of getting in free as well and getting yeah. a couple of my friends <laughs> in free. Yeah, I know. So, they, um, so that was a lot of fun, and that's kind of how it started, really. And I think yeah. I submitted some photographs for the Guardian Student Photographer of the Year Award, and I and I got shortlisted for that. I think out of four uh, people. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, and so that was sort of the springboard where I thought, you know, this is oh, quite enjoying this. But there was a yeah. period I'd, I'd had my heart set on um. On journalism, so I actually went. I went to live in a commune for a year because I was yeah. heavily. This is part of the rave thing. I was into uh, ecology and eco activism and aspects yeah. of this. And then I left, and I thought, well, I've got to do something with my life. I'm just going to end up wandering about with a dog and a string. So I went and studied <laughs> um, uh, journalism, and I I wrote about photography for many years. And then over okay. time, I I made the transition from. Uh, from writing to to photography I stopped enjoying the writing really and and then yeah I made that progression so with the writing you were kind of studying photography and like looking at people in yeah photography in political situations or something well no it was was basically um uh just a normal uh wh smith type magazine about photography I think the first one I worked for was for photography monthly I was there for about a year in the office and then decided it wasn't really suited to office life and I went freelance and then wrote for various um different magazines about photography and I really used it I used it as a springboard to try and find out the things that I wanted to know from professional photographers so I did a lot of interviews and I'd be like right okay okay, so how did you do this how did you do this how did you do this (laughs) and then and then gradually I yeah I, I sort of built up a lot of knowledge and and, yeah. and skills and lighting knowledge um but the, the sort of people that I was um interviewing you know they were fairly mainstream commercial photographers so at that point okay. I still wasn't aware of the, the the fine art side of things the fine art scene so that's something yeah. that sort of came a lot later and did that come in when you did your MA or was that just just after kind of um, or just you kind yeah, of got I, an inkling I, for it or you found some people you liked or something? So I started, um, actually started shooting fashion photography. Um, I've always been drawn to story. I always thought I was going to be a novelist. And the, the thing I liked about fashion was that um, it, it was told in story. So there'd be a, at the time yeah. there was a lot of magazines around in a way that there perhaps isn't now. But there'd be a sequence in there of say 10 images and I like that progression I hadn't sort of seen that yeah. anywhere else in photography but I, I worked in that industry for a while didn't really make any any money but learned a lot um but, okay. but I, I, I really didn't like the industry I found I found the people pretty vile in all honesty and I was just like yeah. why do I have to why do I I just became constricted and I was like why do my stories have to be about beautiful young people in nice clothes yeah. And so I 
2007, I took my first ever photograph when I was like, I could treat this like a movie. Why can't it be a storyboard from a movie? Um, yeah. And I, you know, I shot this picture of a, um, a car at night under the moon, actually, in Stanmer Park in Brighton. Um, oh, wow. And that, and, that, and that kicked it all off. It was actually a day for night technique that I learned from the film industry. So it was shot in daytime and then turned in, into a night scene. Oh, uh, that's, cool. that's the most Photoshop I've, I've ever done on a picture. <laughs> Um, then or since I, I tend to oh, really and, yeah I don't I do very little I try to avoid it it's all done in camera if possible with lighting I was yeah um, I was it, wondering that because I was, I was checking out obviously just to remind myself of your work I was checking out all your photos mm. and I was just look, looking at how amazing they are and I was just wondering if if you did do any photoshop so no, that's quite I mean, an interesting it, 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 other than the basic sort of um things that you would have done in the dark room, which would be, you know, playing with contrast. I'd boost colour a little yeah. bit because I'm drawn to yeah. bright colours. So I'd push yeah. the saturation a little bit. But I'm not, like, dropping things in that aren't there or, you know, yeah. you might take a label out. But, it's you know, now I've – people used to come up with that dreaded phrase, oh, we'll sort it in post. And oh, you, yeah. sort of <laughs> you realise that it's you're making a massive rod for your own back. So – I try and get Definitely, as much as, yeah. as, I can, as I can in camera. But basically, that 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 sort of began um, the storytelling thing. I was it, it come from fashion. I was like, this is too constrictive. Why can't I make things like film stills? And then it was a matter of trying to find a way to make that work. And I had, you know, I, yeah. I knew nothing about the art world. Um, I all I knew was that people could make money from advertising so I got an advertising agent in London and New York um wow okay how did you manage that I think I just um you know built a website dropped some people some emails and then okay invite they invite you in and you bring your portfolio and you know nice one of them was a yes straight away the other one kept me dangling for like a year or whatever but I did you know I did a billboard for channel four and um and a couple of other things and I just it wasn't really happening. My head, mind wasn't really in it. I don't really think like an advertising photographer. I'm a bit too bullheaded. So I just want to do what I want to do. Um, yeah. And I <laughs> don't, you know, sort of, yeah. yeah, well, I don't really, like most artists, you don't really want to, you know, let other people get involved. And it, it's just not enough for you just to, you know, make something that's been commissioned and that there's an art director on hand saying, well, why don't you do this, this and this. And yeah. you know, advertisers, photographers still go away, and they have their, their, you know, their personal work. But also from a, you know, my political views and being a sort of lefty, I just wasn't comfortable with it all. But it was the only way I thought that um, that I could sort of make a living. Um, yeah. So when the, the sort of, in the end with that, you know, I get put up for big jobs, and then they'd fall through. Me having done a lot of prep work, you have to write these treatments and all this business, and. I just thought, I'm just not into this. Um, so I remember I you telling me you had a huge cancellation fee once, though. Did you? Is that a thing that you can... Gosh, you have I can't something. remember. Oh, yeah, you get, you get cancelled. <laughs> like yeah, if somebody, yeah, if somebody puts you in for a job, yeah, and then you and you cancelled, yeah, they, they have to, you know, they... I mean, the month, like, I got put up for a billboard job for a bank in the US, and the, the money's like... I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't want to talk yeah. about money, but it, it, it's, but you know, <laughs> a lot. it's all it's all yeah. pie in the sky, you know, until yeah. it actually lands, and 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 then you know, and then it never does. So you in your head, right. you think, oh great, you spent all this money, and think I could go and make all this work with this, and then yeah. it doesn't happen. I just it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't a life that I was. I didn't really gel <laughs> with my agents, and, uh, okay. and so then I sort of started drifting towards the fine art world, and investigating that and thinking oh that looks interesting what you can just do what yeah. you want and then, then get paid <laughs> for it and then yeah. it was a, you know and at that time I started the MA and then started the gallery yeah. and then I got this sort of this Dutch dealer involved and then the work was funded I'm not working with him anymore the in, you know the interesting thing about the art market is you know he was at a certain level and then I got um uh taken on by a much bigger gallery uh, like a, uh, you know, sitting with some very, very famous names, but yeah, in that there's also then a drop in income because you it takes a long while for them for you ever to be able to compete with their eight listers who who okay. they've got. You know, most galleries 
I mean, I have to say that the photography world and the art world are slightly different. Um, okay. There is there is a bit of a divide between the two, but some photographers at the top echelon cross into the main art world. There, there aren't many people, um, okay. and, and you know that's that's the the end goal if possible because that's the only way um, you can make uh, you know a real living and and get into the museums. You know, there's a there's a host of what you call the mega galleries, which is Davis Werner, Pace, Hauser and Worth, Gagosian. And then there's a series of mega plus, I would say, who probably another 10 who exist outside of that sphere. And and okay. those galleries basically sew up the whole art world. And they're in direct communication with all of the museums. And 90% of the work that you see Probably, yeah, I think it was set, uh, somebody said 80, 80 to 90% of the work that you see in major museums will come from this very small pocket of galleries. And, and that feeds back into each other. So if you wanted a guaranteed living where you weren't going to have to do anything else in life, that is yeah. the circle you, you want to be in. I, I'm yeah. In the photography gallery world, you know, I am in a very established gallery and like most galleries, they probably have two or three artists who bring in all their money. And then the rest of us are sort of um, uh, our shows are almost funded by these people in the same way. Okay. As it, it works on a record label, you know, so. Right. OK, that's got you. The way it goes, it's like money, the market. That's the way the market goes. Everybody piles on the hype train starts, you know, yeah. the big galleries give the things to the museums and then. That makes the prices go up because it's been a museum, and then and this yeah. is sort of how it goes. So, it, it, well, you know, that's a, a trajectory that ultimately we we probably none of us would like probably a lot of... say no to. But um, yeah, it, it, you know, whether that's feasible, I don't know. But that is the one percent of one percent of one percent of artists, right. and the rest of us really, um, you know, we have to have other jobs. We have to do other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely that's, that's, that's part of the thing so i i design and build gardens is my yeah. other thing and i do that yeah. you know uh, as and when i need to um so yeah. it's sometimes one or two days a week and then in the winter period i'll i'll do more because i'm not out shooting but yeah. you know that's interesting because you know you can take it's all I, I think it's very good for artists anyway to have something that feeds yeah. back into their work. There was a period where I did have enough income to be full-time and you're just sitting in front of a computer mostly, you know, doing yeah, admin and various it. Your day-to-day -day is quite, yeah, it's quite kind of constrained to the screen, it's isn't good. it? I think every no. artist should have some sort of practical job, preferably that gets them outside, which is why gardening is amazing. Anything in horticulture, yeah, you know, anything that can really that doesn't kill your mind and your soul, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing sort of probably office for me would be nothing office yeah. based, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. But, but something, I think the trades are great, you know, if you can get involved in any of the trades and cause they're well paid, you know, be a joiner or, you know, or something where you could do two <laughs> yeah, or three absolutely. days a week, get, get a decent <laughs> daily income. Uh, Artist and then, slash and then plumber kind of thing. <laughs> There's a very Artist famous story. Yeah. There's a very <laughs> famous story. There's um the uh, I don't know anything about this world, but it was Philip Glass. So he's a sonic artist of some sort, or involved in in music and sound. And he's yeah. very famous. And he turned up at um uh, a very famous critic's house. Um, okay. To install his dishwasher, <laughs> and uh, he said. And apparently Brilliant. the critic said, oh, my God, you're Philip Glass. And he said, well, yes, I am, but I'm here to install your dishwasher. Uh, you know, he, 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 couldn't, he couldn't get his head around that. But I think, you know, this is an issue for lots of artists. And, Brilliant. you know, it's it, a great we, story. We <laughs> we, yeah, it's fantastic. And we wrestle with these, <laughs> you know, we wrestle with these things. But what you don't realize is that in the art world, you can be very very famous like as in at museum shows at the museum of modern art and yeah be very be very very poor like, okay those two things 
go hand in hand. You can also be at MoMA and be very, very rich. But yeah. there's no, you know, there's sort of no guarantee at any of it. And, you know, most mm-hmm. of us as artists anyway, are, I mean, well, none of us, I would say, are driven particular by money. There might be, you know, Jeff Coons or Damien Hurst, you know, that are kind of banging things out. But most of us that yeah. just want to be able to sustain your practice uh, and yeah. keep things going. Um, and, and they're not, and you know, the beauty of being in that circle is that there's a whole staff of people who are busy doing all your admin and your networking and all those things. Yeah. Um, the things that most of us will have to do. Have to do ourselves. Outside of making, <laughs> yeah. making work. Um, That's yeah, it, I've yeah. lost my train of thought now. Yeah, but yeah, so I was talking about, yeah, basically. Well, just having the, um, different income streams and stuff. Yeah, it's like you have to, to as an artist. Know, yeah, you just have you, to. You, you might have... You might have like three or four, or you might have. You might just have. You've just got. Have, have you just got the two? Is it just the? Just art the two, the, yeah. Just the yeah. two, and, and keep and, it and simple. That's good. My my feeling is so. Some people use their art. They leverage their art then to work commercially. So you've got some. But my feeling is it. I would not do this, and I don't think it works. So I've okay. never seen a photographer really that has a foot in both camps that's done well. Um, right. It's it's not just the fact that the art world looks down on it. It's also the fact that once okay. you kind of prostitute your skill, you then start thinking about, well, I can't make this work because if the art director at Adidas sees that, he's going to be well pissed off and he's never going to give me another job. Right, it, I see. Oh, it's a very slippery slope to go down. Got yeah. Uh, and I've heard this, you know, story time and time again, even if it's not conscious it becomes subconscious. You're thinking, oh, right. I got this big ad job and, and that was nice. And why did I get it? Oh, it's because I made, in my portfolio, I had work like this. And, yeah. it, it, you know, it's a, it's a sort of, it, it's a temptation that I don't think is healthy as an artist. You know, the, the, the thing that separates us from design and the commercial world and all those things is supposedly we're not thinking about who is consuming what we make the yeah. idea is you know you make what you have to because it's boiling up inside of you and yeah. you really have no choice and you know sometimes the doubts creep in and you're like well are people going to like it but you have to sort you have to really force them down and be like yeah. you know this is really what I want to make this is what's on my mind yeah. and, and even if it isn't well received you know it might be 10 years down the line um, and, and that's the difference I would say between those two worlds so there isn't the influence mm. and this is why it's such a dangerous thing to I think use that talent then to do something else with so this is why I say you know to do something like the trades or something which has nothing yeah. to do with it it's, I, I mean in God design, yeah. I get obviously I'm using my eye and a sense of composition it's actually yeah absolutely very yeah it's very different because it's a three-dimensional space as opposed to a two-dimensional space but I learn things from that you know um, yeah, so absolutely. They're, they're yeah, feeds back into each other. Um, so that's yeah, that's what I would say about that. Yeah, in terms of in the art world, do you yeah. make more of something because it sells well? Like no, that I mean never. You're yeah. in real trouble. You're in real trouble if you start doing that. So that's the difference okay. between a, 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 a lower level gallery, I suppose, where things are made and for consumption, and it's more like eye yeah. candy. Um, yeah. then you might be thinking about this. But certainly if you're aiming for the, the real art world, you know, the, the you can't, you know, that this is something you have to really hive off in your head and just dig down deep and go through all the rubbish inside your mind and body and all the demons and forget everything else and, and try and come <laughs> up with something out of there. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's also something I'm, you know, I've had a slow transition towards having... Okay. Been in the uh, in the commercial mindset early on and thinking, oh God, I've got to make money about out of this, you know. And so I think the work's got for me. I think the work's got better because I've slowly realised, well, actually, I can do what I want, you know. And I've been released from all of that. And it, in terms of like, but go ahead. Do you think ahead. that that's because people? Do you think that's because you've got this recognition because people have gone, yeah, I like this. That that's enabled you to to have that confidence to kind of push through and oh, do stuff um, that's maybe a bit more. There's always an element of that. The hype train, yeah. You know, it it 
it could, in terms of like people receiving art, it's always really helpful. Even to like, I was listening to Jerry Salt's uh, um, audio book recently, one of the most famous art critics currently living. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, he was talking about Cindy Sherman and he was saying, oh gosh, I hated her work and for years and years, decades, and then sort of he finally came round and, and, and said, well, actually, you know, this is really good. And you can't help thinking that there's an element of, well, <laughs> she, you know, I've just been to the Art Institute of Chicago and there were her pictures there. And there's an element of which you can no longer battle that I, that sense. It becomes very difficult to argue an artist has no value and isn't good when they're in these museum institutions. So mm. in terms of your recognition, your the audience uh, side of things, the hype train, I guess, is useful um, yeah. if, if that's your motivation. In terms of what what it does to you as an artist, I, that can go two ways. It can either give you profound confidence, um, but that could also result in profound overconfidence, and then your work loses its soul and just becomes terribly yeah. tired and repurposing what you know it, it, that, that's a really difficult thing I mean I'm not at that stage you know I, I have a it, 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 the thing is with this world is like there'll be other some photographers who think gosh I'd love to be as well known as Matt Henry is and then and then I'm like gosh I'd love to be as well known as Gregory <laughs> Cruton is or Alex yeah, Rager and they're probably thinking <laughs> yeah. gosh I'd love to be as well known as Cindy Sherman is and then, yeah. and then Cindy Sherman's pissed off because now she's not as famous as she was in the 90s. And so <laughs> yeah. it, it, do you know what? It never ends. So it, it, you really, Be really satisfied with what you have. You have to <laughs> let go of all of that. I mean, yeah, you really absolutely. And, and, and it is a battle on a daily basis, especially when, you know, the two things that you can get from your artwork, the tangible things are money and recognition. And when neither yeah. of those things are coming in, it's very, very difficult to get out of bed and go, well, I'm just going to keep making art because I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, is, yeah. You know, that takes, there are, it, it can be done. It takes a certain stubborn, obstinate mind. And I think <laughs> it that, does, you have, yeah. that you have to have. So stubborn. Yeah, if you're going to be in this in the long game, you have to be like... Like well, cultivate of that of kind of, yeah, that stubbornness, Absolutely. I suppose. Like, you I'm, could, yeah. you know, I, I'm making this almost as a spiritual practice. You know, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be dead in the end. It doesn't really matter how much money I made or, or you know, who <laughs> got, got to know me and who likes me or how many followers on Instagram and only that, any of that crap. <laughs> in the end, but it was like, it was obviously the journey, wasn't it? It was like... I'm doing this because, yeah. God, you know, when I'm making photographs and I'm designing photographs, God, I fucking love it. But at yeah, the same time, that yeah. does mean that when I wake up every morning, I don't have that nagging thought. This is a bit self-indulgent. Go and get, you know, why aren't you getting a real job? This is, you know, what? Gosh, no one's, you know, no one's talking about your work. You haven't made any money this month. You know, why? Yeah. Are you, you know, it's hard. Demons are there every day. Um, absolutely yeah it's really difficult but I think that's the curse of it but you know what's the the reverse side the reverse side is me going to do something every day that that breaks me because I know my heart's not in it so Mm, this is the the, the conundrum there's no there's a loss with every choice as my therapist famous uh, used to tell me (laughs) there's a loss with every choice and she was absolutely right. It's a challenge no, yeah, with every choice. Yeah. There's no perfect place at which everything falls into place. So yeah. you, you have to accept that, that that's kind of part, part of the territory, really. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's a tough, tough ride being an artist. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, as you say, you've got to dig deep. You've got to keep, you've got to keep that motivation all the time. You've got to be yeah. kind, it of, kind it, of having having ideas as well and fresh yeah, I ideas mean, and ideas aren't a problem like they're like there's way more ideas than can ever be made so they're floating <laughs> around yeah all the time you know the frustrating thing is that those millions of ideas you know there isn't a time <laughs> it's it's so, there's a million yeah. I'm not saying they're all good <laughs> they're shit and it's a good job that you <laughs> 
that he didn't get to make them. So, you know, you do have to sort, I mean, you know, I, you sit in the same way that you look back at your own work, at your old work, and you think, oh, fucking hell, that wasn't very good. <laughs> that, that's, you know, part of the process, the aging process as well. Obviously, you're, it was at the time what you wanted to make, and then, and then things changed. But, yeah, I mean, economically, it's hard. Mentally, it's hard. Uh, I can recommend therapy. Uh, certainly. I mean, I recommend therapy for everybody anyway. Yeah, full, full, full stop. Everyone um, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, the, the draw for me, so I mentioned to you before we started the podcast is, you know, in my in terms of my trajectory, I, yeah. around sort of 35, I landed, maybe it was a bit older, but I landed a pretty big gallery in Paris who I'm, yeah. I'm still working with. And I was under yeah. the impression, oh, great, you know, these people, this they represent Sebastio Salgado, Joel Mevitz, William Klein, mega photographers. I don't have to do anything anymore. I'll just sit back and coast. And that's yeah. sort of pretty much what I did. I made a lot of work, but I did no networking, went nowhere, wrote to nobody, made no friends, emailed nobody. Um, yeah. And my career really has been fairly static in the sense that, it hasn't really moved on if you measure it by, you know, recognition and all of these things. And so I bought a couple of books about making it in the art world recently. And one of them said, mm. if you haven't had a major breakthrough by 35, you're fucked. And I started thinking, <laughs> and I just thought, oh, what? God, I've started panicking. When was the book, when was the book written? It's actually, there's, there's two books. Um, and that, they both I mean, say that the sounds like, yeah, but that, I mean, I don't... I can't agree with that. I think well, things have well, changed. You know, I think we've they, got so many, so many differences now. I don't know when these books were written, but I th- feel I, a bit I, like fairly narrow-minded. Yeah, it is narrow-minded. The, the books are pretty grim reading, um, <laughs> but but they, you know, and and I want to dismiss everything that was said, but in <laughs> in actual fact, a lot of research was done. One of them was mm. this ghost written by one of the most famous artists in the world. And, and they have laid it on the table. So I, I'm going to, you know, make some um, uh, points about this, which is I'm talking yeah. now about the global art market and the mega and mega plus galleries that I talk about. So yeah. they are drawn towards the next bright young thing. And yeah. so, you know, they comb Instagram often for these people and they're looking for people in that bracket, sort of 25 to 35, who've come out of art college. They've done this thing and they can leverage. They've had a lot of flack for that. And there are actually now some artists that have been brought on board who've dedicated their career to it, you know, in their 60s and 70s. And, yeah. they, uh, and as well as, you know, more people from minority groups. So they have yeah. had a kick up the arse, um, yeah. and so there has been some change. But but that that is the fact of the matter of, of generally how it works. But the mm. point I would make about that is that you can have a very nice life not being in that world, having yeah. you know another job or teaching, or you know with the the next tier of galleries down, still get your work shown, have a couple of yeah, museum absolutely. shows. I've just you know yeah. I had a show recently with. Andy Warhol and Roy Lichtenstein, yeah. Um, yeah. Keith Amazing. Haring. I was in a group show with those people. Um, and, That's and so pretty incredible, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, and I'm now, uh, I'm currently in a show at the, the National Gallery of Victoria in Melbourne, Australia, in a group show called Photography Real and Imagine, which is it's a massive show, which is unusual for one of the national museums to dedicate a big show just to photography. And they've yeah. uh, it, it's celebrate 200 years of photography and they've uh, i'm lucky enough to be one of um 200 photographers that they've included and uh I'm, that's amazing i'm in the, I'm in so the narrative cool. section it's so cool and i'm in the narrative so section cool. alongside a lot of other photographers all who make a decent living so it's quite i'm sort of like the poor relation stuck in there <laughs> um uh, you know and not and not to go on about money but you know we have to it's not nice to be worried about your bills and absolutely you know, yeah that 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 strain that kind of strain makes it it makes it more difficult i think to be creative yeah um so it's it, it it's kind of finding that place 
but yeah, so the age thing and the things that these these books talk about, it probably you know there's an element of truth there if you want mm. to be one of the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, uh, but I if also you are know right at that top who, bit, yeah. I also Sorry, know an artist who who has you know had the offer from from those galleries and turned it down. Um, yeah. And so yeah. he's he wants to be an outsider. He doesn't want to be part of that system. That's interesting. He thinks, he, he thinks it's going to have you know. A negative effect on his work so that's what i was just about to say you know, the pressure of it might be too might be so huge much pressure. if you get into that into that one percent but actually your mm. quality of life as you say might not actually be as good as if you had it, it, exactly it, what you were talking about being one of the exactly. kind of middle mid-tier in the mid-tier just... galleries and you've got some other income streams and you're you're quite happy mm. you do shows and you there's not this massive like and pressure mm. kills creativity as well sometimes it, it isn't really it? does just... i mean those people must be under enormous pressure you know when you've got critics writing about you and saying that's well, it the work's, yeah the work's really tailed off it's gone you know. downhill yes yeah her last show was incredible <laughs> This show is just, oh, uh, I mean, God, yeah. less, less important these days in the art world. It's less important. But still, there is a there is a tremendous pressure. And as I said, there's, you know, there's always another tier. There's always a reason to be unhappy. But I'm talking about in the sense of when I'm going back to my trajectory of yeah. not being, uh, not having done any networking, not having done any of these things. Um, and yeah. the other key, you know, and I sort of panicked a bit. I'm 45. I thought, oh, Christ. I need to get on my, you know, get on my horse and get out there. But yeah. there's another positive point to that, which is, you know, beside money and recognition, the reason, the real reason that we do these things and the reason that I do these things, you know, beyond subsistence is, is, is connection. And yeah, when that's you're it. networking Absolutely. and you're out there, you've then got a layer of people, you know, who are involved with your work and helping to promote your work, you know, maybe curators, uh, gallerists, collectors, dealers, all of these people then can are potential friends. You know, there's a business yeah. side of things, but there's regular things going on. And that for me, you know, to be part of something. And I know that, you know, some of that is going to be shoddy and some of it is money driven and market driven. But it, it still feels like you're connected in some way and you're also connected mm. to other artists you know you're going to show yeah. you know your gallery's got other artists who you can meet and you can talk about so the number one drive really for me now having not done any networking for like 10 years and I'm trying to get on the horse and get out there and do these things is really to do that is to to connect with mm. other people and um and, you know and to make some friends and, and to have an exchange of ideas exchange of information you know all those things so um i think that's that that that's a good way to look at it and you said you feel like you've got the confidence to do that now as well yeah i do i think i don't think you know i was uh, you know i beat myself up about being a hermit and just making lots of work and not going out there and seeing people but i don't think i was in the right mind space um you know, I read a few books. I read a really good book called Mindset, actually, um, okay. which was about, um, uh, uh, I can't remember whether they used the terms good or bad or positive or negative, but just how we defend ourselves in terms of mindset uh, and how we protect ourselves by not putting ourselves out there and not taking yeah. risks and not taking yeah. chances. And it's basically yeah. saying that anyone in the world who gets to live their dream and do the thing that they really want to do has been knocked down a thousand times yeah. and, 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 and has um, accepted that in their quest, there is going to be hurt and there is going to be pain. It's not nice to be rejected, yeah. or, but you have yeah. to see that as part of a process of getting somewhere. And I think yeah. fundamentally, I had a very big fear of rejection. So I'd come yeah. so far and I, was, I wanted to sit in the place I was and I'll just be happy here and not do anything because well, I'm here now and I don't ever have to be rejected again. But of course, you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't grow yeah. as a person and you don't grow yeah. as an artist. So yeah. it, 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 this book was really sort of revelatory to me. It just, I was like, Christ, this is what's gone on. This is why I haven't got myself out there. Ultimately, I'm totally frightened. Yeah, And, and absolutely. That, that just flipped a switch. And now I'm like mailing people. I'm going to portfolio <laughs> reviews, you know, things that people might that's say, it. you know, 
and 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 it's you have to accept not you know not everybody likes your work in fact most people That's won't it. everybody's got their yeah. specific idea and you can't yeah. do anything about that but you just have to find like jerry saltz famously said you own to, to make an art career you only really need a gang of 12 people a couple of curators um yeah senior curators that that uh, really like your work and they maybe yeah. talk to other curators so it'd be, it'd be a gallerist um uh those sorts of people i suppose they're, they're, i mean they're the main the main people or oh, critics there might be a writer um you okay. know there's a couple of big writers in the in the photography world and if if you get uh brought into one of their books you know that's a real kind of leg up there's there's all these mm. you know different things that i'm only just realizing that <laughs> you have to like um aim for but i don't know i, I try not to think too much about it you know i do Try not to think too. I think the important thing about remembering and not getting sucked into this too much is that you make art because it's a lot of fun and it's like yeah. being a child again. You know, essentially, yeah, absolutely. you're just like grow kids that never wanted to grow up. We like love finger painting. <laughs> We're like, well, fucked if I'm going to go and work in a bank because finger painting is brilliant. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's just try and, try and find a way to make this work. So, I think yeah. you can get really sucked into the business of it all too much and mm. and then forget and then the fun goes. So, mm. you know, I'm on a bit of a mission That's at the moment it. because I've neglected it so much. But, like, I don't want to take it too seriously, you know. It's like, mm. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, how, see where it goes. But certainly to get out there and attend some events and, and meet some other people would, would be really cool. So... I've got to get and make get some up friends, to London. really, as well. And make some friends, yeah. I've got a couple of artist friends, uh, two or three, and you know, it's it's not. I think that's one of the things that's really essential. I do need more because I think you really need to sort of support each other in this because it's it's such yeah, a sort of I agree. A difficult you need a little community of of people, yeah. don't you? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, in terms of maybe someone following your in your footsteps. What what kind of advice would you give them or people who want to oh. get to that that tier that we spoke about? I, mean, I don't know if we've kind of covered some of it, but mm. do you think they need to go to uni? Do you think they need to um, just get out there and and try and find some funding from somewhere to do some shoots? Or uh, mm. are there any kind of bits of nuggets of, of goodness that you can uh, throw at people? Yeah, so, I mean, I'd say, like, the issue is that there's no well-worn path and everybody finds a different yeah. way. Um, Absolutely, and that's good to know. And there is, certainly from what I've seen, there's a big sort of rush. Yeah, people in their 20s just come out of college and then they, you know, you're in a phase where you're you're making a lot of work and then and then people get, you know, everyone's interested in the next hot new, new young thing, and then people get yeah. into magazines and they blow up. And I see yeah. a lot of people then disappear. Um, right. And I think it's to to try and find a, a sustainable way. You know, so not to go not to go at it hammer and tongs and think, oh, I can do this, I can make this into a full time thing, but to make getting your a decent day job that isn't yep. going to drain you mentally, so mm -hmm. preferably something physically, first something physical, yep. I think that, you know, that's got to be a really core part of it. So I went back to college and I studied horticulture for a year and then I studied garden design and I did, did garden maintenance before I then went on to garden build. So I'd invested time in a in a you know, a dual career. I don't give it as much as I should. I'm not the best garden designer in the world. I shouldn't be saying that. If anyone's out there wants their gar garden design. Matt Henry garden designer. Yeah, but um, it, 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 you know, it, it's because my mind really is, in, is invested in the artwork, but can do enough. Yeah. You know. So I think that has got to be a focus. In terms of like, I would say not, there's a big photography culture out there. Um, especially in terms of photo books and and you can get sucked into that and be drawn into many different directions um it, you know there's okay. a handful of people in that world 
who um, have very set ideas about what photography should be. So there's a few big book, okay. book publishers like Mac, and and the, the and the focus is really on documentary photography. And there's a lot of people making work like that, and and not so much space. The, the few photographers that have broken in to the art world and are still going are actually mm. people like me who have um not just people i mean i shouldn't say that but it, I, i'm talking specifically about people who are doing something other than photography uh, a documentary so you know okay. like i work in narrative so that you know there yeah. are two people who are wildly more successful than me which is um gregory crudson alex prager uh, philip lorca de Corsia, you know a list of american names but it seems easier to make the move and to make it sustainable if you're doing something outside of the traditional documentary practice. Um, okay. you, know, you can get a photo book quite easily in that world because that's how it, it's actually quite hard for me to get a photo book made because that the photo book, but the trouble is with that world is, yeah, you can get your book made, and but it's not necessarily going to give provide you with a sustainable career. I think people think, great, I've got a book, that's it, I'm going to be laughing. But, you know, most of these books you have to self-fund anyway. Um, there's a very small amount of copies made. And it, it, it's it's a world, I think, that can be a bit of a dead end. There's a lot of people coming okay. up now who are taking it somewhere else, you know, with surrealism and, and various things, a lot of great photographers. So I'd say okay. to be mindful of of some of the cottage industries or, or places that you can be drawn into and photography has a very rich history of documentary so you know with the invention of the the movie camera very quickly it moved from realism towards storytelling very very quickly mm -hmm. photography mm -hmm. never really wanted to leave you had pictorialism which is sort of blip on the landscape otherwise people are obsessed with the reality of things and mm. And because of that, I mean, that sort of work, I know it's a harder sell for galleries. You know, there are certain people like William Klein and Spassio Salgado that, and, and obviously all the Magnum photographers that, that, that can make a living out there. But so, I, you know, I don't want to, if that's what your heart's in, um, then that's great. But I would say that the sort of, the, the, the work that's more, you know, um, driven by, uh fiction or the surrealism um there's there's scope there there's a, there's not that many of us and and it and that and that world is sort okay. of blowing up so i'd say not right. you know if, if your heart's in the other world that's great but just think carefully about where you want to you know put your stall i'd say is the is the, the biggest mm. thing um elsewhere that's, a, that's yeah. a good tip i say the book so the book got me my first gallery so i had a book published with yeah. Sarah Verde. Um, I think I sent an email to my gallery saying, I've just got this new book out, um, here's my work. And they said, oh, come yeah. and see us at Harry Photo, bring the book. And I brought the book and then, they, you know, and it all went from there. So I think the book um, yeah. could be a good sort of, a good tool. It's it does give you authority, doesn't it, if you've got yeah, a book there are, published? I mean, it, it does, but, you know, there are, there are millions of photo books out there now, you know. <laughs> Could you just could you just like print one yourself and be like I've got this book? Oh no, absolutely. So my my my, my second book is self-published. There's you know yeah. there's, there's you've got a handful of very big publishers, um, and it, they're it's really pay to play. So they're making money from people wanting to make photo photo books, right? And yeah, they and it so it will cost. Four or five times as much as it would cost to make the book yourself, but the advantage being that they do um, they do get your um, work out to places. So Cara Verlai okay. got my book into the the shop in the Tate Modern, and you know people saw it wow. all over places. So it, that's amazing. That's so cool. It's it's really useful. And distribution. They've got it. They've got the distribution. Yeah, basically. they've got the You're distribution, paying for the... but. Yeah, but the thing is, you get no money from the book sales that they distribute. Yeah. All you yeah. all you get all you get is you get a bunch of books that you can then yeah. sell to make the money back. 
but everything yeah. they sell in the Tate Modern and whatever goes straight in their pockets. So yeah, and then absolutely. You've got, then, then you've got a medium sort of band, um, which you know might cost a little bit less, but they're a bit more niche and they're in. Yeah. Uh, they're not on the main stand in Parry Photo. They're more likely in off-print or polycopies, and they uh, it is a slightly different setup there. Um, they'll be, yeah. be in slightly different bookshops, but they're also likely yeah. to be more more acclaimed because they're people yeah. who aren't so interested in the money. They're interested in making an absolutely beautiful book with the best paper and and what have you. Yeah. And then there's the self-publishing, which if you've got an audience is really the only option to actually make a profit, which is so yeah, this, absolutely. the second book, you know, I, I, I made money on this because I already had some people following yeah. buy the book. Yeah. And so therefore that, that worked out better, but it didn't necessarily get seen anywhere because it didn't right. have a stamp, but you know, I didn't have the time. Yeah, I didn't interesting. Have the money to. So there are different ways the, the book's useful, but yeah. it's not like a panacea, you know, it's not a panacea. I'd say, can you, you, um, you know, give me a load of links to stuff like this would that be absolutely, okay because yeah. that's absolutely. like i mean this stuff's really interesting and all the galleries you've spoken about as well and maybe yeah um maybe some of the people i mean if you i mean i'm i'm not in this world so it'd be good if if you could give me a few of the people that you think are doing really well or something like that as well like the different tiers that we're we were talking about that'd be really cool as well if that's yeah, all right sure. i mean it's all I can, yeah. It's all kind of like, you know, it's a bit, it, it, it's ugly stuff in a way to think about this because, you know, you, we're doing this thing for the beauty of it, but to a degree, you've got, yeah. you've got to keep one eye on it and try and play the game. Yeah, a bit. Otherwise, you just sink into oblivion because there's so there's many people out there. There's a balance, isn't yeah. there? There's a balance yeah. between the two things where you're kind of like, as an artist, you're in this kind of real flow state and then you've got the kind of, you've got to bring yourself back to earth in this kind of, we live in the material world and we've got to yeah. make money and we've got to do these things yeah. and we've got to yeah. package what we do up. And, you know, there's there's just yeah, that of balance of the two. And if you're in, in one too much, then you feel, you feel unsatisfied. And if you're in the other too much, you feel unsatisfied because you can't eat. There is this kind of balance. Balance, there is there's no <laughs> doubt that you know i mean look at warhol the most successful the most well-known artists are the best self-publicists it's not unfortunately something that comes natural to me um mm. but some people are great at it and and you mm. you have to accept that you know it, it's not it's not just about the art it isn't mm. you know unfortunately it isn't just about the art it's also about your ability to leverage a network and your ability to navigate the, the art world and understand what is acceptable in in the art canon and that changes over the years and to mm. some degree you know there's tre there's trends in the art world things go out of fashion things come back in their fashion and you take a punt on the things you're interested in because you have to you can't try and anticipate trends and then you don't know that what you've made is now gone you know being concerned you know no one was painting in the 60s now everybody's painting mm. so yeah it's all a bit of a stab in the dark and you can't beat yourself too much about it but you know one of the interesting things that i did did read in the book which i thought i mean it sounds pretty controversial but this artist said there is no good or bad art there is only your network which is like <laughs> meaning basically, I, I do tell people you know, the more people you speak to the more successful you're going to be because you do need to chat to a lot of people it's we're all talk, kind you, of you, you do. Uh, we're you built need... on connection we're built we're humans Absolutely. we're social animals we built yeah. and why we're making our art as you mentioned before why we're making this art is to build a connection with people we want people yeah. to go wow and there's that space in between the art and and you and the, and the person and that, and that conversation mm. that connection that's mm. kind of you know really important so yeah so I, I think that that you know what you're doing now and what you're going and you're pushing yourself to go out and chat to people that's that's yeah, incredibly important it, it's it's not easy no one likes standing around in it not knowing anyone with a glass of wine awkwardly yeah <laughs> I mean it's, yeah. it's pretty miserable <laughs> But, you know, all it takes is, like, you meet one person who's, like, a riot and, a, and good fun and also is, like, yeah. having a shit time. And then it's all okay. So yeah, That's you know, it. So, you got Everyone's in the I mean, same position. <laughs> we're lucky in London. Um, you know, the two major spheres, I mean, number one is New York, but second is probably London. So, 
there's wow. loads of opportunities okay. you know lots of opportunities there so i've got to you know, I've, I've never i haven't spent enough time in there hardly any time there so I've got to get up my ass up to london yeah. that's the next thing get up there oh, it's quite say, easy brighton to yeah, london do, do you know what there's one more piece of advice that i would give so i yeah. joined this group called um it's an online community called network it's a terrible name which is not memorable but it's basically netw um vvrk yeah oh evrk okay yeah you know vvrk yeah you can find it and the lady that runs it is paddy johnson she's american she's in new york um yeah you find her on instagram she does lots of great reels to sort of entice you in and she has a program to, to basically get you into shape. And there are a lot of things that people, uh, there are a lot of standards for presentation that are there in the art world that people don't realize. And if you don't mm. do things in a specific way, uh, you don't order your CV in a specific way, you, okay. you don't organize your website in a specific way, your artist statement isn't crafted in the right number of words, they will know mm-hmm. straight away that you're not serious and you're not playing the game. Okay. It, Interesting. So these, these things so are very, It's about playing the game, this, this thing, you, yeah, you've this got, kind they of... They want to know that you're, you're fluent in the game, right? If you, right. Want to, if you want to be part of that world, they want to know that you're fluent in the game. It, 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 got, that, yeah. That's that end of story. Not so, so much in photography, I'd say less so in photography. You can get away with a bit less knowledge in photography. So mm. there's a, you also, also photography has its own thing, which is it's become very academicized, and you almost have to be a writer, you know, in in photography to 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 make headway with certain people uh, in, in mm-hmm. a way that you don't necessarily with painting. Um, but but anyway, network is there to sort of. There's a curriculum. You know how to design your website, the things that should be on it. Wow. How to you know list out your CV, how to organise your pictures. So I'm in the process of you know myself going through all these things, and I've realised you know a lot of things that I haven't done. You know, I didn't even have installation shots on my website, and the first thing people want to see is they want to see the physical work. And have you got just uh, just one more thing? Like what what kind of um, things do you do to get yourself out of a rut? like to start that kind of fire again if you've kind of lost it or if you're feeling a bit down about creating or you're struggling do you do you have kind of methods yeah. that you use or do you just kind of try and do do one action or what do you what do you kind of do I don't know I don't I don't think Notice. I ever <laughs> no yeah or, or I mean yeah. I get in rut, I get in ruts with my mental health certainly like we all do yeah we're thinking, yeah. Oh God, I can't be bothered to do anything, and the world's terrible. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But yeah, um, absolutely. But in terms of like creativity, normally something has appeared, and I'll fixate on that, and it takes so long to get it off the ground that that's in my head. So I don't, I don't ever get to the point I think where I think I don't know what to do because even when I'm working on one project, I normally have lined up another one in my head. Great. Um, okay. So you're constantly I, like got something. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something. I think if I don't have that thing, but you know, I think I've recently felt a bit starved of fiction. So I try and I picked up a, a Jules Verne book called Mysterious Island. You know, my latest work is very much based on the old adventure things, uh, stories yeah. from the kind of you know days gone by. He did 20,000 yeah. Leagues Under the Sea, which is a great movie. So, you know, movies and books, if I'm feeling like, certainly if I've gone a while without putting something back into the pot, then you yeah. can start to feel a bit like, you know, disorientated. And so, yeah, just movies and films and art and whatever. You just got to dip yeah, back can, into can that. I... But but no, yeah. like, you know, no, no, no training regime or anything like that. No. A good walk in the and park. And with your men... Or... <laughs> yeah and with your mental health I suppose that you you know you mentioned everyone should go to therapy uh oh, yeah. and things like that do you do you have any other do you have any other techniques for I you know tra- when I you mean, feel I, down I, with that I do a lot of exercise so I, I train a yeah. lot um yeah I used to box when I was younger and and so I still train with that although I don't um 
get involved in anything that involves blows to the head. I've realised how ridiculous <laughs> that is. But I still do training, and so I mean, yeah, always, great. the periods where moving your body or something, stuff. yeah, moving your body. Gardening's amazing because yeah. it's funny you can garden a whole day and not have had a single thought almost. It's, it's yeah. the most you can really be in the now. So. You're selling fit. this. You're selling this more oh, than photography. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to encourage too many people to become gardeners and put myself out of work. But, um, <laughs> but it, you know, it, being out, being outside, mental health. Yeah, being yeah. outside. Can you know connection, not being isolated. If the the, the biggest thing for me that I've realised is if, if you ever get low, you must act anything it doesn't matter yeah. act the worst thing you can do is sit with it so go outside great, just get up yeah. do the cleaning it's just like if you're ever at that crossroads is act act take act, an act. action yeah, yeah 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 that's always for me that's always a solution for everything i think yeah. you know, that's a brilliant yeah. kind of really quick thing that you can kind of draw, draw yeah. upon straight away and that's what you need <laughs> these kind of quick things oh god i'm feeling i'm feeling so terrible uh, just do something as you say yeah. hoovering or whatever mm. just get up and do mm. something that's great yeah but yeah on that note it's been so okay. good to chat to you yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for all listening of your to me. Ramble on. <laughs> wonderful advice yeah. you've been incredible uh, oh, thank so thanks you. so much so thank you so much to matt for that wonderful interview i really hope that you enjoyed it and don't forget to go to becominganartist.co.uk to download this diagram of becoming an art photographer exact steps and also all of the other becoming an artist diagrams uh, and also all of the resources from all of the people that I've interviewed throughout this podcast series. So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed it and uh, don't forget to keep creating. <laughs>